right, good afternoon, everyone. Um, my name is Bria Olson with the Downtown Denver Partnership. For, so for especially any media in the room, if there's anything we can help facilitate um, after our program here today or moving forward, just let us know. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Vostries, who is the chairman of the Downtown Denver Partnership. Welcome, everyone, and uh, thank you for coming today um, to address a critically important issue for our center city. Um, as Bria said, I'm Joe Vostries. I'm the chairman of the Downtown Denver Partnership and a partner in City Street Investors. You know, the, the Downtown Denver Partnership and the Downtown Denver Business Improvement District, along with our public sector partners, are firmly committed to creating and sustaining a safe, welcoming, and inclusive environment in downtown Denver. You know, we recognize that uh, creating a great city is a responsibility that falls to both the public sector and the private sector. Today, you are going to hear updates uh, to efforts from both the partnership and the city on several aspects related to security, including the partnership's comprehensive security action plan. First, let me thank Mayor Michael Hancock, who's here today, along with Chief Robert White, Councilman Albus Brooks for representing the City uh, of Denver, along with uh, Manager of Safety, Stephanie O'Malley. Thank you for coming. Also want to recognize uh, Chief John Tarbert with RTD, who is a partner in the plan, uh, and also uh, Richard Scharf, CEO and President of Visit Denver, and also our own uh, uh, Commander Tony Lopez, who has worked really hard on uh, security in downtown Denver for a long time. I also want to acknowledge uh, Gina Garacio, the chair of the Denver, uh, downtown Denver Business Improvement District, and partnership board member Michael Barrup from KPMG for joining us. Thank you all. The partnership founded and manages the Business Improvement District. Uh, which is a public, public organization funded by private commercial property owners with a goal to provide a clean, safe, and vibrant uh, downtown Denver uh, environment through a series of district-wide program, programs, including cleaning and maintenance efforts, safety initiatives, visitor marketing, and so on. The partnership has been committed to creating a safe and welcoming center city for more than 60 years. Remember, we are a private sector, nonprofit organization committed to the economic vitality of our center city. This includes everything from business and retail recruitment to producing large-scale public events like the Parade of Lights and urban planning and activation. At our core, the partnership and the Business Improvement District ensure that downtown Denver is the thriving epicenter of our city and our state. The safety and security of those who live, work, and visit downtown Denver is imperative, and we're committed to taking a community approach uh, to achieve this. Last year, our respective boards identified the need to create a holistic security plan for downtown Denver. While several security plans were in place, it became really imperative to look at our efforts holistically so we could best respond to activities and trends that we're experiencing uh, as downtown grows uh, and evolves. At its core, the plan is about getting the private sector and the public sector organized so that everyone takes a role in making sure that downtown Denver is safe, comfortable and welcoming for everyone. So the, the 
action items that you're going to see in the plan are all geared towards making sure that everyone, no matter who you are, feels safe, comfortable, and welcome downtown. Activities, things that happen that make people feel unsafe, unwelcome, or uncomfortable are all items that are addressed in the plan and to be, to be managed and, and addressed in such a way that we mitigate them and make downtown a safer and better place for everyone. The development of the plan was led by the Downtown Denver Partnership with additional support from KPMG and funding from the Downtown Denver Business Improvement District, the City and County of Denver, the Regional Transportation District, and Brookfield Properties. Since that time, we have been working to evaluate those recommendations, pursue the most necessary for implementation, and we're making a lot of progress. I'm going to now ask Tammy Dorr, the President and CEO of Downtown Denver Partnership, to share more about what we're accomplishing and what's going to happen next. Tammy? Good afternoon. Um, I want to reiterate that we know that safety, including the perception of safety, is imperative to creating an economically vibrant center city. We also understand that it is both a public sector responsibility and a private sector responsibility. As was referenced, we believe addressing safety is a community responsibility. The Security Action Plan includes five focus areas, infrastructure and environment, communications, education and responsibility, regulation and enforcement, information and coordination, and finally, strategy and management. More than 350 individuals and 2,500 survey respondents informed the plan's 240 implementation action items. They range from improving lighting, and management of alleys to enhancing the communication efforts among property owners, businesses, and our public sector partners. Today, I am going to talk to you about what we've done, what we're working on, and some plans moving forward. We will keep the community update as the plan progresses with regular reports on progress, efforts, and initiatives. Let's start with some of the most significant advancements of the plan. We have hired a security manager at the Downtown Denver Partnership to lead the implementation and ongoing coordination of our plan. Today we are pleased to announce that we have hired Eugene Wade as our Downtown Environment Security Manager. Eugene has quickly and effectively been getting up to speed on our challenges and our opportunities. You should have received a copy of Eugene's bio that details both his background, including his most recent role as the manager of security operations head for Denver Arts and Venues. Following a 20-year career in the United States Air Force, including eight years as a federal law enforcement officer, Mr. Wade clearly knows his business. One of his first tasks in this new role will be completing the final steps to hire a private security firm and respective private security personnel. In April, we issued an RFP to determine the best private contractor to support our security action plan efforts. We did receive 12 responses, and we are currently in the process of interviewing the final candidates. We expect that we will reward a contract by the end of July and anticipate having this personnel group on board and on the street by late August. They will provide an additional uniform presence in the Business Improvement District with a particular focus on the 16th Street Mall. 
These individuals will assist Denver police and our private businesses to address unlawful or nuisance and illegal behaviors, as well as the infrastructure, environmental, and quality of life issues that are so important to creating a welcoming and safe environment. The exact numbers in the patrol, as well as their hours and schedule, will be worked out in coordination with the firm that we hire and our ongoing consideration of where challenges and where opportunities lie. Our team um, partners at the police department and within the city will help inform this process as well. We are also working on a number of initiatives and programs that are recommendations from the Security Action Plan. We play a key role in driving some of the most small things that impact security that the public doesn't even understand how those impact how you feel or how safe it is. A great example is management of our alleys. Recently, the partnership worked to light nine of our alleys through private funding near the 16th Street Mall. We are working to address environmental, environmental issues that impact the environment, including things as simple as locking dumpsters. We are looking to work with the city to permit the alleys in such a way that we can keep them safe, clean, and inviting while providing positive uses in those spaces to attract and activate, uh, to attract individuals and activate what's hap what happens in them to drive, again, a positive and safe environment. You saw some of this this last weekend with Meet in the Street, where our restaurants Paramount and Marlowe's helped to bring a beautiful new mural piece of artwork to the alley right here off of the mall. In addition, we're working to educate property owners and businesses on what law ordinances and laws exist so that they can report their concerns when they see them and work themselves to develop solutions to prevent that activity around their respective business. One of these is ensuring that all of our businesses have trespassing agreements with the city that allow the police to address people trespassing on their property without having to notify the property owner each time. Once those trespass agreements are in place, it allows the police to respond accordingly. Another small example of educating businesses and engaging them. We are also furthering our communication and education efforts with our property owners and business by bringing forward a block captain program that will provide leadership on each block that will work to communicate with the businesses on those blocks those blocks address unique situations on those blocks, communicate and collaborate with the police where needed, but also make sure that those individual properties and businesses are taking ownership of those things that are happening around their building where it is appropriate for private sector to do so. You will hear more from the city on our respective efforts and the areas in which we've advocated and which they as well have taken a lead to implement plans and programs. We again firmly believe that creating a safe, welcoming, and inclusive place in our city is the responsibility of all. The private sector, sector is absolutely stepping up to both fund and lead initiatives in collaboration with those efforts of the public sector. We look forward to continuing to work with our great partners. And with that, it is my pleasure and honor to bring to the podium Mayor Michael Hancock, who will again address how we will work together and some of the programs we have in place moving forward. Mayor. Thanks, Danny.
Well, let me um, start by thanking Tammy Dore and Joe Vostridge and the board of directors here at Downtown Denver Partnership. I know that this has been top of mind for them for not just today and not just last week or last month for that matter, has been something that the organization has worked on for uh, numerous years, dating back to when I was on city council, uh, where these uh, challenges or some variation of challenges have been have uh, confronted downtown uh, partnership as well as 16th Street Mall. I want to thank Chief White as well and the police department. We have some very proud and hardworking men and women along the mall and throughout the city um, helping to serve and protect all of us. And we want to thank them for coming to the table and working as well on this plan with the partnership. And, and to Councilman Brooks as well for being a valued partner, a good ear and a good voice on our objectives here. Um, we believe that the 16th Street Mall is a welcoming public space. And we offer something for everyone down here on the mall. Um, we want you to understand what the 16th Street Mall is. It's our number one tourist destination in this city and something that we all take a great deal of pride in. Um, this past weekend, we had the first Meet in the Street uh, event. We understand families from all over the region came to enjoy uh, the activities along the mall. It was great to read about it this morning in the paper as I prepared to come back home from the U.S. Conference of Mayors and to know that it went successfully. Uh, we saw families, tourists from around the world along the mall, and we embraced the diversity of the people who want to come and enjoy the mall. We want to be very clear. We want this mall to remain a place where everyone feels safe to come and to enjoy. Uh, and we will not, and I want to be very clear about this, will not tolerate um, those who have no other intention than to harass people along the mall, to commit violent, threatening acts, and making the experience of our unique mall unpleasant. We've heard the residents along the mall in downtown, and we heard the employees and the, re and the employers along the mall and downtown. We've heard from our tourists, our tourism industry. We've heard from our hotelers and our restaurateurs. Enough is enough. I know people will try to twist who and what we are all talking about here today, but I want to be crystal clear. We're not talking about Denver's homeless. We're not talking about those who are working to connect. We are working to connect with services every day. We're not talking about those who are on the corner asking for money. We're talking about groups of people hanging out in the mall area who we call urban travelers. They are trying to push the limits of our laws. They are intimidating those who want to enjoy the mall and enjoy everything that it has to offer. And as a result, the chief is going to outline a new plan that we have to put in place to deal with these travelers. I want to say it once again and reaffirm the city's commitment to ending the kind of activity that we have going along the mall that is making it unpleasant and uncomfortable for people. When I saw that video last week while trying to sell the city overseas, it incensed me. It made me sick to my stomach because that's not who we are 
in Denver and certainly not anything we would ever tolerate in any part of this city. And we owe it to everyone who goes up and down this mall or walks in any inch in this city to make sure that it's safe. And as you listen to Chief White talk about the plan that we have devised in partnership with the Downtown Denver Partnership, I want you to understand again the underlying values of that plan. We will not tolerate people who want to intimidate and harass our residents, our employees, employers, and our visitors who want to enjoy the mall and downtown Denver. We'll use every power within this city, every resource that we have to make sure we end the threat and we end it immediately. I never want to see another video like that again in this city. It's unfortunate that it had to happen in Denver, or anywhere for that matter. And we're not going to tolerate it. And so we had already started conversations with the partnership before the video even surfaced about how we can step up, step up our enforcement along the mall. We had already stepped up enforcement last year, spending contingency monies to bring more officers to the mall. And so I'm going to turn it over to the chief of police, but let me finish with this request. Uh, we're going to need continued partnership with the partnership. <laughs> we're going to need continued partnership and involvement of the businesses along the mall um, to help us to deal with this scourge of hoodlums that have come um, to our city and have decided to harass our residents and our tourists and other employees and employers along the mall. So let me turn it over to Chief White so that he can give you the details of the policing strategies. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Yeah, one of the things that I have constantly stated and, and the uh, members of our department clearly understands, our primary responsibility is the prevention of crime. Uh, and we certainly understand in order to be effective for the long run, uh, the greatest resource we have are the citizens that work and play and live in our cities. So from a department perspective, uh, we have expended an inordinate amount of resources trying to connect with the community, and we need those eyes and ears. So certainly when you talk about one of the, one of the real diamonds of our community, the 16th Street Mall, it becomes critically important that we have a uh, collaborative relationship uh, with the partnership and with the businesses that are here. So. With that being said, I certainly want to thank uh, Joe and, and Tammy, uh, especially Tammy, for her persistence and her drive uh, and determination uh, that we have to continue to work collaboratively together. But they've done more than be persistent. Uh, they've actually produced uh, at the table also. So uh, with the help, the financial help, and uh, the conversations that we've had with you, we sincerely appreciate that. And I'm very comfortable that as we move forward, we're going to be able to get our arms around some of the challenges that we're facing uh, on the 16th Street Mall. I also want to thank Commander Tony Lopez. Uh, Tony, uh, who's uh, leaving the District 6 soon to take another assignment at the airport, I think has become very public, has worked as hard as any commander that I have on our police department. So, and Tony has done a phenomenal job. So Tony, I really want to thank you and the men of District 6 for all the work that you've done. Now, prior to announcing Prior to announcing what we're going to do different than what we've done in the past, I think it's important to, to have a perspective on what happened 
before these changes came about. Uh, Tony and his command have been out there, and they've actually instituted well over 25 different uh, issues or operations as it relates specifically to the 16th Street Mall. And to some degree, when we speak of the 16th Street Mall, we speak in the 15th to 17th, uh, which certainly include the 16th Street Mall. And the 16th Street Mall is, is probably the beneficiary of most of the approaches that, uh, that we've taken in, in, in years past. And just to give you an example of prior to the changes, or uh, in addition to the changes we're going to have, there are 20 full-time police officers that are assigned on the 16th Street Mall, not 15th, not 17th, but specifically on the 16th Street Mall. That is their permanent assignment. They have no other assignment. In addition to that, uh, this will be our third year of what we call walking the beat. So in addition to those 20 officers that are permanently assigned to that, to that mall, uh, for the summer months, and the summer months have varied for us, uh, predominantly they're from uh, last year, they were from April until until uh, August, I believe. We've had officers that walked the beat. Uh, the mayor had allocated additional funds beyond what was in our budget to have that. And we've had five officers that pretty much walked the beat. Uh, and obviously it's only, it's five officers, but it's over a seven day period. So some days we had two officers in specific areas of the 16th Street Mall, some days we had three, depending on what was driving police services at that particular time. Also, uh, about a year and a half ago, we opened up the kiosk, I believe it's in the 1000 block of the 16th Street Mall, and that, that is a, a kiosk that is open to the community and predominantly run by the volunteers on the police department. We were also very blessed to have well over 200 volunteers that do a litany of things, uh, providing service to this community uh, with, with the Denver Police Department. We have continued to have, we've had and continue to have weekly meetings uh, with our downtown business partnership, specifically with, with BID, to uh, give them updates on the things that we're seeing, and equally as important to hear from them, from their perspective, some of the challenges and what they're seeing as it relates to what's, what's happening in the, uh, in the, uh, in the BID area. We, we normally do narcotic sweeps, which are undercover officers, uh, on a relatively bi-monthly, bi-weekly, I'm sorry, bi-weekly basis, but predominantly on the mall as it relates to marijuana and other illegal activity. We do quality of life suites. Uh, we've done them, we'll continue to do them on a bi-weekly bi basis. Uh, animal control, we have a relationship with animal control. Uh, while certainly animals are, are authorized, but there are some health, we wanna make sure that they're licensed uh, and that all the health requirements have been met as it relates to having those animals on the mall area. Uh, we have off-duty officers that actually, and this, this is the uh, part of the partnership and a little beyond the mall, but uh, as you well know, in Lodo, uh, on the weekends, uh, it is the out crowd, and there are hundreds, if not thousands, of individuals that work there. We have over 50 police officers, and this is a ballpark uh, number guessing, that work off-duty, particularly in that Lodo area. And we had, in the past, had a lot of challenges during the outcrowd when those bars closed. So we have actually asked those owners to extend the hours that, the, that they pay for those off-duty officers. Uh, so when the bar closes at two o'clock, we're asking the officers to come out, uh, come out of the bar and help facilitate the, the flow of traffic leaving the downtown area. And that has a really amounted to a lot fewer incidents, uh, particularly on Friday and Saturday night when those are the peak hours uh, for, the, for those bars and the activity that occurs. And critically important, and, and Joe and Tammy spoke to this, uh, we were uh, working hand in hand with the partnership as it relates to the creation of the security plan. And I am, I am really excited about that plan. Uh, I think that is a, a, a multiplier that we will all get great benefits from, we being uh, our visitors, our guests, our senators. Uh,
have a pretty loud voice anyway, so you can probably hear me without a mic. Uh, so uh, we've been working hand in glove uh, with the partnership as they created a plan for the security. Uh, and that, my understanding is that hopefully that will be in place by the end of July. Uh, we'll, so we actually see those bodies out there. That's, that's very hopeful, and we're excited about that. And we also, as the mayor had mentioned, uh, through homeless outreach. Uh, and this is, not, this is not an issue uh, about a homeless issue, because as you well know, homelessness is not a crime. Uh, the city, and we actually have officers that are permanently assigned part of that outreach to try to extend services to those that are homeless uh, any way, form, or fashion. So in addition to those 24-time officers, uh, those five officers that have been walking the beat, uh, uh, about a year and a half ago again, uh, the mayor had approved us hiring an additional 10 officers for the sole purpose of the ballpark neighborhood and the mall. So those officers spend uh, a good portion of, they spend all of their time either in the ballpark area or specifically on the six, on 16th Street uh, in, in, in the bed area addressing some of the issues along with that. In addition to that, we actually have regular precinct officers or scientists golf cars and they're about every single day. This is considered under beat 611 and 612 and there's four to five officers that are working in those two cars uh, in a 24-hour basis. Now, they're not on the 16th Street 24 hours, seven days a week, but this is their area also. So you can, you can see that we have a, a, an extraordinary amount of resources that have always been attached to the mall, understanding the importance of the mall and what it brings to this city. Yeah. The new plan. In addition to all those things that I had mentioned, we're going to continue to do those things, but we're also going to uh, do the following. We're going to increase the Walk to Beat program. We're going to more than triple that. So instead of having two, five officers, there will be 16 officers that will be assigned to walk the beat. Seven days a week, there will be a presence out there. It'll never be any less than, we're going to split it up to two, to two shifts, so it'll never be any less than eight officers walking the beat. And specifically, uh, we've identified some of the blocks that are more challenging, the 400 block to the 900 block of 16th Street. Those, there will be an officer that will be a permanent, permanently assigned to that block. Uh, so they won't be roaming back and forth. We have plenty of other officers, those 20 permanent officers in those other positions. They'll get the rove on the 16th Street Mall. But these officers that will be walking the beat of, uh, effective this week, uh, there will, <clears throat> that four to 900 block, there will be a permanent station for them. And, and uh, we realize that those blocks, and particularly the 800 block, have really created some challenges. So there'll be an officer on the four to 900 block, but in the 800 block, there'll be two officers that will be working on that, uh, that will be part of that Walk to Beat uh, program. And some of these other things Tammy had, Tammy had touched on. One of the things that are important, we need to have a unified, a unified approach in dealing with the businesses. Because uh, there are some businesses, someone will come in and, and commit a petty larceny, and they don't want to pursue that. Uh, that, that has kind of, to some degree, encouraged individuals to know that I can go to place A, uh, establishment A, and I can do this, and uh, there are no consequences for that. So we've been working with the partnership to contact all of our businesses on 16th Street Mall to talk about the importance of reporting crime and talk about the, the importance of helping us prosecute those individuals because we've got to discourage them from, from doing that. Animal control, uh, as, a, as the city has grown uh, and as the mayor has, had, had mentioned, uh, we've been uh, seeing more urban travelers. A lot of them have dogs, and uh, we suspect a lot of those dogs have not met the licensing, licensing and health issues that are required. So we're going to ask Animal Control to kind of step up their efforts as it relates to that, uh, to, so we can make sure 
that the dogs that are here on the mall meet the, meet the necessary requirements. We're going to connect with the partnership. We're going to connect with uh, all the businesses and help them uh, delineate what their property line is. Because what happens a lot of the times, individuals will be leaning against the property line of the building. Uh, so we're going to ask them to clearly, and those buildings have a property line that's beyond the wall, just so they'll be leaning on that wall. So we're going to ask them to identify what that property line is. And leaning on that property line, henceforth, uh, provided we get cooperation, uh, after asking them to move will actually be a violation of trespassing and we'll be able to more aggressively address those type of violations. Along with that, we're going to actually, we're working with the city attorney to look at incumbences. So obviously, uh, if, you, if you can't lean on a wall and now you have to, whatever is it, five or ten feet out, uh, you, you have to stand. And if you have a lot of property, uh, and if you put that property down, that could create an obstruction from the sidewalk. So we're, gonna, we're working, working with the city attorney as it relates to encumbrances and hopes of being able to more aggressively uh, address that. And as Tammy had mentioned also, uh, when those violations occur, particularly individuals that are leaning against that wall and they refuse to leave, uh, we are going to, in partnership with, with those businesses, we will, making, we, we will be ultimately making arrests for trespassing. And there are a couple of marijuana dispensaries in the bid area. And we're gonna, we'll be reaching out to every last one of those dispensaries for the purpose of asking them not to sell a single joint. Uh, and so obviously they have the right to sell. But when, you, when they, you sell the single, the single joint, that kind of creates some challenges as it relates to individuals making those purchases. Uh, so we're going to try to get them to mitigate selling those single joints. And I think that will ultimately uh, resolve in seeing fewer people on, on the mall area smoking marijuana. And again, as Mayor had mentioned, we're going to continue to reach out to, even to our urban travelers, we're going to reach out to the Denver ho Road Home. And if there are services, if they're willing to accept those services, uh, we're going to do everything we can to facilitate them getting those services. So those are just a few of the things, I think the probably more progressive things that we're doing as relates to uh, our approach to kind of reevaluate what we're doing. You know, we, we honestly feel like we have a responsibility. While we've certainly had a lot of resources there and we've made uh, a lot of arrests and the hundreds and the hundreds of arrests, our goal ultimately, ultimately is to try to create an environment in partnership with the businesses and with the partnerships so we don't have to make those arrests. We can prevent those, those offenses from occurring. So again, I certainly want to thank the mayor for, for his commitment as it relates to funding because this was a funding issue that was beyond our budget, to be perfectly honest. Uh, uh, I certainly want to thank uh, Councilman Brooks, who uh, uh, we have a very close relationship with, and he represents uh, his constituents ex extremely well. He calls us. I might be the only council person's phone number I know by heart. We get so many <laughs> phone calls. And again, Joe and Tammy, thank you for not just your diligence, but thank you for your commitment. Thank you very much. And with that, I think I'm going to introduce Councilman Albus Brooks. Ideally, you've all been able to see from these presentations that the partnership, the business community, and the police and the mayor's office worked very closely on this. This conversation today is coming on the heels of some highly publicized events. But make no mistake, these conversations and collaborations and strategy sessions are occurring every single day and have been ongoing for years 
um, as a community. And the chief did acknowledge Commander Lopez, but I do want to take another moment and extend our gratitude to him because he has been a key leader, as have his colleagues. Chief White and the mayor have been deeply committed to finding long-term solutions. And I do want to acknowledge Councilman Brooks because he plays a very important role from a leadership perspective, particularly around policies and strategies addressing illegal or potentially illegal behaviors, all, always in a fair and balanced manner. We're going to open it up for some questions. After that, I'm going to um, make sure that you all know that uh, Eugene Wade will be available for interviews after. Um, we will also um, make sure that Councilman Brooks has a moment to say something here, um, just in any conclusion, to wrap up some comments from his perspective, and um, we'll just kind of take it from there. So at this point in time, Chief White and I, the mayor, Joe, Councilman Brooks, we're all available to take your questions. So why don't we just toss it out and please direct who you'd like to answer the uh, question. Shannon, yes. You, the private security that you're hiring, um, will they be armed? Will they be in uniform? And what policing functions will they be able to do? When we completed our security action plan, we did a tremendous amount of research in the community about what would make people feel safer and what would also make it be safer. It was very evident to us that when you have more uniformed individuals on the street, that extra set of eyes and ears sends a stronger sense of order. And that is why we moved into the approach of looking at private security to complement the work of our law enforcement and support our local businesses' private security efforts. At this time, what we know is that our private security, our current intent is that they will not be armed. They do not have legal powers in terms of ticketing or arrest. But what they will be doing is being very acutely aware of what activities are illegal, what types of nuisance activities are impacting private property. And they will work very closely to communicate those needs to our law enforcement partners so that they can respond from a legal perspective. In addition to that, they will serve as an ambassadorial role in our community. Again, the surveys showed that those pres that presence of those individuals creates a welcoming and more orderly environment. So it will be a complement of both of those activities at this time. How do you square more security and more uniforms with still presenting the image of it's a place to come have fun? Because there will be some people who are like, ooh, that's like a police state down there. Did y'all weigh that? How do you strike that balance? Absolutely. We talk to the community at large to understand what is the appropriate amount of uniform presence. And by that, I do mean the role that the public sector plays in terms of law enforcement, but also just having a stronger uniform presence of people looking um, at everything. You see that in our ambassadors. You see that in our clean and safe workers. And you'll see it in that private security. And you also currently, and will continue to see it at an enhanced level, with our public sector law enforcement. The concern about it being viewed as um, a police state is absolutely not an issue in our minds whatsoever. All surveys 
interviews, and correspondence has led us to believe that the public actually seeks and desires a greater presence of individuals and eyes and ears on the street. That has not been a concern in the past, and I have no concern about that being an issue in the future. This might be a question more for the chief, and chief, you kind of addressed it, but like, say the stuff that we've been seeing there, those guys who are hanging out in front of that, like the Ross and the 7-Eleven there between Champa and Stout on the 16th Street Mall. So you're saying what you're going to do, because we've seen plenty of cops out there, but, but they, you know, they're laying there against the building, they got their stuff all strewn around, and their dogs, like you said. So you're saying what you're going to do is start saying, hey, that's trespassing now, you can't do it. I mean, is that the kind of thing you're yeah. going to make them move? Yeah, yeah, so, and, and you stated well, you see a lot of individuals leaning against the wall with their property. So that leaning against the wall is actually the property of that business. So we're going to delineate, we're going to encourage them to delineate what their, uh, what their line is, and those individuals will no longer be able to uh, to do that. The other thing that I, while I'm here, I forgot to mention is we're going to aggressively pursue area restrictions. So as individuals that are c committing offenses wherever possible, uh, we're going to attempt to get an area restriction. What an area restriction is, is that those individuals will no longer be able to uh, uh, associate themselves in that particular area. And for, and for the purpose of this conversation, it would be the 16th Street Mall. And I should also mention that uh, this this plan where we're tripling those resources, this will be through the summer, through the summer, at least be through September. And then at that particular point, we're going to evaluate where we are and decide where we need to go from there. And then just a follow-up question then. Yeah, it would seem to me, and tell me what your experience is, that that would somewhat kind of quickly wrap the, clean the problem up, really. If you just make them keep moving, they would, it seems to me, quit coming. Well, well, that, that certainly is, is our hope. And, uh, and as we displace them, unfortunately, we might end up displacing them. We'll, we'll be right there with them. Can you Chief, while you're up there, I just want to ask you, uh, this enforcement, is it all going to be uniformed or will there be any undercover? We, we will be a litany of different approaches. Some will be uniform, some will be undercover, uh, some will be on bikes, some will be walking, uh, some will be on motorcycles. So it will be a combination of doing a, a, a litany of different things depending on uh, what we're being confronted with at, the, at that particular time. From a law enforcement perspective, can you speak to what the challenge has been in trying to deal with these urban travelers? Yeah, I, I think the, the, the challenge has been they've been very aggressive. Uh, they've been, uh, not only have they been uh, offensive and created crimes, uh, uh, but they've been respectful of even police officers in uniforms, to be, to be honest with you. So uh, as the mayor stated, you know, we're, we're at a point where enough is enough. Uh, we're not going to tolerate it for one more second. Uh, and they're not violating the law. Obviously, we're not going to. It's not much we can do. But if they're violating the law, we're going to be there and we're going to enforce it. And this is kind of a, a case of cracking down, maybe a little bit, when they're against the buildings and yeah, in the well, same area. I mean, it's a combination of all those things we're trying, we're we're attempting to do. I mean, those have been some of the challenges that we've had. Uh, I mean, uh, many of them they understand how far they can go. So it, it so it becomes uh, our responsibility. Is okay now. Let's look at how effective we've been. Uh, and, and what have we done, what can we do that we haven't done to even be more effective? So the changes that the, the mayor had mentioned that I would be talking about is doing some things different that we hadn't done in the past uh, that I, I feel very comfortable that it's going to make a difference. And I, and I tell you another thing that I think is absolutely critical to, to our long-term success is that relationship that we're going to have with the, uh, with the uh, partnership security force. Just to clarify, this will go through the summer and later on, or what's the... This, the this will, the, tenant, the, the plan right now is to go through September. Uh, and uh, as we approach September, we're going to evaluate how effective we've been. If there's some things we need to do different, obviously we'll, we'll certainly be in a position to do that. 
You mean walk the beat or everything as a whole? I mean, it, as it relates to the number of full-time officers, that's not going to change. If anything, that's going to continue to enhance as we continue as we continue to uh, uh, hire hire officers. But as it relates to the walking the beat part in particular, that's the part that we're going to. Uh, Kind of evaluate we're going to do through through September and then at that point or as we approach September evaluate how effective that's been. Can you explain yes. what an urban traveler is and like how long they've been here and how you recognize what that what that is and what that means? Uh, is uh, is individuals have we had have we had not seen in the past? Uh, uh, for, for the most part, some of them we see in a year uh, we see them in the summer and then they go away. Uh, they aren't necessarily. Uh, they aren't necessarily homeless. Uh, for the most part, they're not seeking services. Most of them are not seeking services uh, that the city uh, has offered them. Uh, and uh, they come, many of them come with an intent to be disruptive. When is this going to start, this crackdown? From the police perspective, uh, the the officers, the more officers you're going to see is this week. Now, we have to continue to work with the partnership as it relates to uh, delineating the, the, the property line and having a conversation as it relates to this unified approach that when people are violating laws, we want you to bring it to our attention and uh, we want to prosecute those, but you have to partner with us as it relates to that. So that part we're working on now, but as it relates to uh, walking the beat, that is uh, this week. I wanted to just ask a little bit more about delineating the property how is that done? Is that okay. paint on a sidewalk? I mean, I think a lot of people are familiar in, in New York where they had some of the street performers that were harassing people. They went and they painted zones for people. Yeah, we're not going to, uh, well, and actually that's up to, that's up to the partnership. But I think if you go down, I think it's Sheraton. If you go to the Sheraton, they have clearly delineated their property lines. I think they, uh, and they did it through some decorative, uh, uh, environmental, environmental approach as relates to that. So how that's being done, we're requesting that it that is done, and how that's being done, uh, that will be up to the partnership to decide how they want that to happen. What's your statistics say, if anything, about if this is an increased level of violence and crime around 16th Street versus previous years? Uh, actually, we're pretty much, as it relates to the cost of service and the number of arrests, those numbers are very, very similar to what they to, to what they were last year at this time. There's been a, a uh, a slight uptick in some offenses, a slight uh, decrease in the number of arrests that, that we have made. Uh, but again, remember, the, the uptick is number one. We're encouraging people to report. Uh, you know, there, there have been businesses in the past that just refuse to, to report certain type of crimes, those minor crimes. We've actually been aggressively encouraging all the businesses to report those crimes. Uh, I mean, the most effective way for us to address some of those issues is you bring it to our attention. Let us let us uh, address those in the court system and hopefully get a conviction and hopefully, depending on what it is, get a restriction. So the numbers have been uh, ebb and flow, but there haven't been that much difference over the course of the last three years. What's the cost for the 16 additional walk the beat officers? Uh, $396,000 and 86 cents. <laughs> I know that, and the mayor knows that. <laughs> How much? I, I know we have hail cams and things like that, but are businesses being encouraged to have surveillance and make people aware? They're, they're obviously, I mean, number one, we're, as, you, as you well know, uh, we're in the process of equipping all of our officers that are in a patrol capacity with body cams. So that's going to help tremendously. And there are certain businesses that have cams. And at the request of a business, if they want us to do an, an environmental 
uh, assessment of that particular business. We, we've done that, and we certainly will continue to do that. Chief, I'll build on the camera. Um, we actually, as part of our security action plan, will be continuing to work with our private sector businesses and properties that already have cameras. Um, we will look at adding more cameras, and we will look at coordinating the communication between the respective properties to um, have a, the ability to monitor cameras holistically that are on the private sector side. We will work, again, from the private sector side to ensure that that resource is available to law enforcement and other buildings for use of monitoring and making changes and addressing challenges in relation to security. Tammy, I just want to be sure this is the first time that private security has ever been hired, or? Um, this is the first time that the Downtown Denver Partnership and the Business Improvement District have hired private security. We have a rich history of hiring off-duty officers in partnership um, with our police department. We, um, we haven't officially hired private security in the past. Okay, and what's the cost? Um, well, I will give you an overall investment that the partnership is making, but this number includes in the partnership and the business improvement district, I want to emphasize that. This number includes um, our ambassadors, it includes private security, it includes the creation and management of a plan, uh, it includes staffing to administer and monitor a wide array of implementation tactics in the plan. And that plan and those holistic efforts are about a million dollar investment per year. So you can't say specifically? There's a wide array of breakdown and there's much overlap between the respective roles, but I can say a significant amount of that goes directly toward FTE. Both FTE that you will see in regards to being private security, but also this is a 240 step plan. So it takes people and resources to identify how do we understand where we need to place more lights on private sector buildings then how do you manage and operate the process of getting them implemented? How do you work with private, se private sector trash um, companies to secure those dumpsters? Because unsecured dumpsters also in and of themselves are an environmental issue, a safety issue, and a perception issue. So it really runs the gamut in many ways, not ways that would be obvious to a resident or visitor that that is impacting their safety. But like I know you haven't announced the company yet, but the dollar figure right. on the contract? Um, that will, it'll all ebb and flow with where we're placing resources. And what I would say is earlier, we talked a bit about, you know, how much do we put in now? Are we just addressing these urban travelers now? But it is very important to be clear that addressing public safety and the perception of safety in an urban environment is an ongoing process. And any given year, and every, any given month, the challenges you're facing ebb and flow. Just as soon as you address one issue, another one can arise. There is no finish line. Addressing safety and security in an urban center is something that needs to be done every single day and every hour as a community. And if you look year to year, these needs change. So. It's important for us all to understand it's a process, and at times that ebb and flow will be more challenging than others. But it is something that every single day our mayor and our police department and we as the business community are on top of 
Um, again, some things work and some things don't, but we just keep trying. Um, I just want to add, um, give Councilman Brooks the opportunity if he would like to make a statement and share some of um, his viewpoints on what we're working on now and what we've worked on um, up to this point. Councilman? Thank you, Tammy, um, and thank you, everyone, to, uh, for, for being here today. You know, great cities have to come together in collaboration to solve challenges, and uh, I've met with a lot of city leaders nationwide, and um, the one thing that they say is, you have to make your city safe, um, and, and this is what we're doing in this investment. So I really do appreciate the mayor. Uh, this is supported um, by the community uh, and, and the business owners. I've been hearing this time and time again that there's 40 to 50,000 people that come and visit and frequent um, this area right here on the 16th Street Mall, and it's critical uh, that we make it safe, and that's what we're doing here, um, and we're going to continue to work at it. Uh, um, and so I just wanted to uh, give a council perspective. We are uh, the individuals that are the link between uh, the private and public sector and making sure that we come together and work for this community. So I want to let you all know that, and thank you all. Thank you, Joe, for being here. And Tammy, thank you for your leadership. And uh, Chief, you know, we have one of the best chiefs in America here. Um, he, he won't boast on it, but he is always responsive and respectful of what we're doing here, and also to Commander Lopez, um, who's just been working really hard and receives my phone calls at all hours of the night. So thank you so much. And um, finally, I do want to give the mayor an opportunity to make a closing comment. Again, after he makes his closing comment, we will be available um, to answer questions. And I will just ask uh, Eugene Wade if you could just raise your hand so people have a face to our new security manager. And um, he will be available as well to answer any questions um, to the best visibility, as he is very new in his role. So, Mayor. You know, I really don't have any uh, final comments. I think I said everything I needed to say. All right. All right. Okay. We'll keep uh, working hard on this. Okay. Thank you all very much for caring about our city and being here as much as we do. And we will continue to keep you informed as we progress forward. Thank you for coming. All right.